Hi, mummers. I'm so excited to bring you this week's episode with April from May June Creative. April is a proud mum of two beautiful kids. She's addicted to interior design and she lives here in Australia alongside me. We were able to sit down and talk about a lot of things during this conversation. Everything from how you balance mum life, CEO life, all the way through to social media content and strategies and even how to ask for help. She believes that social media is not media. The key is to listen, engage and build relationships. If you are a mom and a business owner and you want to be a fly on the wall to this conversation between friends, this is the episode for you. I hope you love it as much as I love chatting to her. All right, let's welcome April to the podcast. Pull up a seat at our table and join in on today's conversation. You are listening to This Mama Means Business. I'm your host, Kylie Kelly, and I started this podcast when I was feeling isolated and alone, pregnant during a pandemic, and no matter where I looked, I couldn't find a community that understood how hard it is to be a kick-ass mama and a kick-ass entrepreneur at the same time. And so this podcast was born. I now have two young boys, Spencer and Samuel, and continue to run my business and a few side hustles on the daily. I am on a mission to empower you to do life on your own terms, whichever stage of motherhood or business you might currently be in. You can build the business of your dreams whilst raising your children. You don't have to choose one over the other. I believe you are made for this. And with me by your side, with our community cheering you on, you've totally got this. Hit subscribe and expect two episodes every single week. A mini episode with me on a Tuesday and a guest interview on Friday. And please don't be surprised when you hear me drop a few F-bombs. Let this be your friendly reminder to listen with your earbuds in. I can't wait to help you be the boss mama you envisage. Now let's get on to the show. Hi, April. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I'm super excited to chat to you. Thank you so much for having me. It's so exciting to be involved. So thank you for asking me. Of course. I thought what would be a great place to start. Um, Would you share with us a little bit about yourself, uh, your life, your business, what life kind of looks like for you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hectic. It's chaotic, but I love it. Um, So I am a a proud mum of two. I have a six-year-old boy and an almost two-year-old I call her a baby girl, but she's not a baby anymore. (laughs) She's my baby. Um, And I run a social media management business, uh, mostly from home at the moment. So I started that at the beginning of um, COVID. So kind of at the same time I had a baby, I started a business, there was a global pandemic. So, you know, just kind of been growing the business since then and and trying to be a mum as well. So it's been a little bit crazy, Um, but I'm sure everybody can relate to that uh, in some respects, given the last two years that we've had. Yeah. I feel like we we've blinked, right? And it's like, I don't even know where those years went. Honestly, I look back at, at pictures of when my most recent baby was born and I just think, wow, like we... You know, I I remember every minute of it, obviously, but, you know, nothing really happened in those two years except, you know, just being home and and with her and and my son. So, yeah, nothing really to anchor life to in those two years. Yeah, strange time we're living in, I think. So when um, when your son was born, what did your life look like then? Were you employed then? Like, did you have maternity leave and and was that a bit more of a traditional setting than the self-employed one? Uh, No, it wasn't actually. So um, I have a bit of a unique story in that I was actually living in the UK when I 
fell pregnant with my son. So, and I had also just started a new job. So um, I was a PA to the owner of a marketing agency and my pregnancy wasn't planned. So that was a very stressful time for me. First of all, trying to figure out, you know, how do I have a baby living in a foreign city? And I didn't, I wasn't going to have any, um, I guess, maternity allowances because I had just started this role. Um, And so my other big life question at that point was, you know, is the UK the best place for me to be and to stay? Um, And, you know, should we relocate to Australia? So that's what we decided. We actually decided to relocate to Australia um, because I have a lot of family here in Newcastle. So that was the best decision for me emotionally to be around family and my support system. And I should say, which I haven't yet, that my husband, (laughs) I did, you know, I, I was with a partner at the time and he was very supportive and we decided to move out to Australia together. However, what that meant was that neither of us had jobs when we got here. So that was extremely stressful um, and you know we had to access what government support we could at that time but of course my husband not being an Australian citizen or even permanent resident at that time wasn't able to access any help whatsoever. Yeah wow so he's from the UK originally? He's from the UK yes yeah so he now has his um, citizenship but you know that took that's only just happened and my son's six so you know a good six years before that happened. Yeah well as um, for anyone that's kind of listening so I actually actually connected with April through my husband, Nick, who knows her. And he, so he's from the UK as well, but he still hasn't got his citizenship. So <laughs> you're doing better. <laughs> you're doing better than he is. <laughs> well, I think COVID scared us a little bit. We thought, oh gosh, um, let's just get that locked in. <laughs> I can't imagine what huge transitions that was because like, obviously when you fall pregnant, even if it is a lovely surprise, Spencer was the same. He was a bit of a surprise too. But even when you do fall pregnant, that's a huge life change. But on top of that, you then had an international relocation while you're pregnant oh my gosh (laughs) it was a very stressful time very stressful you know looking back I I have my regrets I I wish that I didn't put myself in a position that was so stressful and there were so many moving parts um but you know also I would assume most if not all mothers say this like you never regret even no matter how chaotic it is, you know, I have my beautiful son and I'm so grateful for him. So yes, it was chaotic, but I wouldn't have changed it. Well, I might've changed a few things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then you so you relocated, you're close to family now in Newcastle. So when did you first start your business? Like how did that sort of dream start? Yeah. How did that all come about? So it, it was kind of an accident. I'd always had, I guess, throughout my career, this niggling feeling that I wanted to start a business, um, that that was something that I you know, I saw business owners and I really envied, you know, the the creativity and the freedom they had to to make decisions on a daily basis. I really felt like that was something that I would enjoy. I had worked. So eventually, once I came back to Australia, I got a couple of like kind of casual part-time jobs here and there, but nothing that was really one for the government, which was just so not my vibe. But, you know, it paid some bills for that period of time. Um, And then I actually got a role as a personal assistant to a local interior designer. And that was just like so much fun. I loved it. It was just me and her. And, you know, I really um, got to see design and small business management up close. uh, And I really, really loved that side of things. And then... (laughs) COVID hit. And at the same time, um, the lady that I was working for decided to scale back her design business. So I was kind of in this awkward predicament again, where I was pregnant 
again planned this time um, so very ready for it um, however what I hadn't planned for is that my employment would end and that then we'd have um, obviously this big global pandemic so I had to I guess quickly think what is next for me how am I going to be you know I didn't really feel like I could go and apply for other jobs by that stage I was I was showing I was quite visibly pregnant and I didn't really want the stress as well of, of trying to start a job and you'll kind of feel, I guess, apologetic in a way, even though I know I shouldn't have been, I felt like it would be almost wrong to, to take on a new job so heavily, not heavily pregnant, but you know, obviously pregnant. So I reached out to a few contacts that I had just locally um, to see if they might uh, need some help just on a freelance basis. I thought, you know, I, I know marketing and social media and interior design, you know, how can I pull this all together? and maybe just work as a freelancer and help some other local designers and it basically just grew from there I took on one client two clients three clients and then they just kept coming and and now I'm at a point where I actually have staff and I'm no longer classed as a freelancer we are a company structure as well so that's very exciting and something totally unexpected I didn't start out hoping to start a company it just progressed naturally in that way oh I love that story so much I feel like there's so many little silver linings that kind of came out of the pandemic as well right when that all happened and so many of us had to pivot or choose to do something different we got to take the time to discover what we wanted to do and, and think about our skills and our passions and how to incorporate all of that and what yeah I, I feel like it really was a good time to kind of reprioritize and and pivot things so that's um yeah that's great that's grown out of that time yeah and you're right it's you know it, it kind of felt like me like an opportunity as well I thought if if I was ever going to do it this was it you know, this was my opportunity. My employment had just ended. I had these skills. I had contacts in the industry. And so it was my opportunity to, to really go for it. Yeah. Amazing. So when was your daughter born? So my daughter was born. <laughs> so uh, obviously my name is April. So I have an April Fool's baby. So she was born on the 1st of April, 2020. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a bit of a long story, but we obviously didn't want a baby born on the 1st of April <laughs> being an April Fool's baby. Um, and I was having a planned Caesar. So they were actually cancelling all um, elective surgeries due to COVID. That was happening at midnight on the 1st of April. And I was scheduled to have her on the 3rd of April. And so my obstetrician, um, you know, called and said, if we want to do this elective, you know, planned, we need to do it before midnight on the 1st of April. So that is how I ended up with an April Fool's baby. <laughs> Do you know what? I never thought when they say elective surgeries, I wouldn't have thought that cesareans were classed as an elective surgery. Yeah. So she said, you know, it, it would still be planned and, you know, I could have still gone in on the 3rd of April. Um, but the difference being that I would kind of, I guess, go into the queue of other women who also needed an elective um, or, you know, a cesarean that day. But um, I had quite a significant birth trauma with my first firstborn and so I was very anxious about childbirth so we wanted to make sure that my next experience was as calm and planned and um you know, just as nice as we possibly could. So we decided that that was the best option. Yeah, nice. And then you felt like you were more in control of it as well, which I think that plays a big piece, doesn't it? Especially when there's past trauma and things going on. If you can, yeah, be in control as much as we can, that helps. Yes, 
I mean, having a baby during a pandemic kind of took away a lot of that as well. But for the most part, my second birth was um, a healing experience compared to, you know, after having my first. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, So did you plan to take some sort of maternity leave when your daughter was born or how did that kind of look for you? So unfortunately, no, I was still in the period of my business where I felt like I couldn't take a break. And so I was actually working from the hospital. I can't believe I'm even saying that. I I wish, you know, I wish I wish that I was able to take a break or gave my myself permission to take a break, but I definitely felt like if I did then um you know I would lose momentum in the business, would clients wait, would they be open to me? You know, just even just taking a couple of weeks off. So I never for the most part my clients didn't even know that I was having a baby. Wow. Mm, and I just continued. That's huge. Yeah, I just continued on just working like I usually would. And you know what? Like it's easy, I guess, now to regret that or to think like, oh, I wish that had been different. But you also did what you needed to do at the time, like if, especially with a business that was so young and, and getting started. And we were we were very, and I'm sure everyone can relate to this, we were very frightened. We didn't know what the future was going to hold. I kind of felt like if there was an opportunity in front of me to make money and support my family, that I shouldn't be turning that down regardless of our personal situation um you know I really wanted to maximize every opportunity that was presented to me at that time yeah and especially with the pandemic especially at the start we had no idea what was going to happen how long it would last where the world what the world would look like when it sort of yeah got to this point so yeah and and my partner um he works in renewable energy so that can be um an industry that is quite um (laughs) I guess prone to politics and and kind of where that's um, standing at the moment. So, you know, we were, we were very frightened. We didn't know what was going to happen with the world. And so I, I felt like I, I had to keep working. Was there anything that you did, um, you know, in that fourth trimester or when your daughter was new, quite new and you're trying to juggle both, was there anything that you found worked really well or anything you'd like to share with our listeners that might be helpful for them if they're having to do the same thing? Yeah. So I did try to plan as much as I could ahead. Um, and, and social media is quite good for that because you can, um, you you can plan ahead. However, given that the invite that COVID was happening at the time, it was it was tricky. Lots of my clients were kind of panicking and they needed to post different things. And so all the planning that I had done, um, you know, kind of had to be pivoted anyway. But yeah, certainly planning. Um, I also would recommend working out if you can afford to hire someone, even just temporarily, to manage your inbox, chase leads, file documents, pay invoices, just you know, those day-to-day things just to give yourself a little bit of a break and actually enjoy that time with your baby. I think you would be surprised what 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 someone can help you with. I think to the other thing I say a lot to business owners who are struggling with workload is don't be afraid to outsource your personal life as well. I've got a son in primary school and I'm sure everyone can relate to this. The amount of stuff that comes from that school forms to fill out, you know, excursions. He's got to get a costume for this, an orange outfit for Harmony Day. You can outsource all of those things. If your time is, you know, precious in the business, make sure that you can, you know, think about the things that uh, might benefit you to outsource. Like a, a house cleaner. Oh my God. You know, that's two, three. I mean, my house, maybe 
12 hours a week that I don't, I don't have to clean, you know? So all of those things can help you focus more of your energy on the business. Oh, I love that. Our cleaner. So we have a cleaner that comes once a fortnight. And I started that when I was pregnant with Spencer, um, cause I was a wedding photographer back then. And so all the weddings were booked in so well in advance. So, um, it was kind of a, a similar situation where I couldn't really take leave or I didn't feel like I could. Yeah. So it got to like when I was heavily pregnant and I was like, I can't, I can't even bend over to tie my shoes. Like I can't do anything. I'm, I'm going to invest in a cleaner. And so I started getting a cleaner just two hours every fortnight to do the floors, the bathrooms. I, I could never let that go now. Like <laughs> it changed my life and it was like, you know, the smallest investment. And yet that two hours, then I could be working. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And you know, I kind of look at it like my cleaner costs X amount of dollars, but my, my charge out rate to my clients is, you know, higher than that. So it's actually worth my time well, my, my money to, to outsource that task because I can make more money spending my time elsewhere. Yeah, no, that's awesome. When it comes to finding someone to help in the business, so you have a team, do you, April? Did you say before? Yeah, so um, we went through a, a period of a lot of growth and then I scaled back actually just recently um, because my husband got a new job. So I needed to be a little bit more present in the home. So um, it's just me and um, I have one staff member at the, at the moment as well. Yeah, lovely. So how did you find, how do you go about finding staff? Like what would you say to somebody if they're looking to get a VA or somebody on board? How do you find like the right fit, do you think? So a VA is a good one because with a VA, you can, you can just give them one or two tasks to start. So I love social media. I think that um, it's a really fantastic way to meet new people and um, consume someone's content, learn about them and, and figure out if that's someone that you connect with and that you'd like to work with. And then if it is, you know, start to build a relationship before you start even working together, just reach out in their DMs and say, hey, I really love your content. And that's it. That's all you have to say. And just start to converse and, and see if that's someone that you that you get on with. And then if it is, you know, you you can ask them for a quote, um, you know, even just for one or two tasks a week. Um, I quite like having someone just manage my inbox so that I'm only seeing the emails that are necessary for me to see. And then, you know, if it doesn't work out, that's okay. Um, you know, you just cease working together. Um, and then you can kind of, I guess, shop around until you find someone that works for you and your business. I think that's the great thing about social media, isn't it, as well, is so many people share so much of their personal life and they're building their personal brand. And so you can really get a bit of a vibe about somebody before you even go to employ them. And you know what? I think you know, a good portion of the people that reach out to me for a quote have connected with my story in some way or another, whether it's my birth trauma that I'm quite open about, or, you know, just the day-to-day struggles of being a mum. you know, most of my clients are mums themselves because they know that, you know, if they need to cancel an appointment, that's okay. I get it. Like, you know, <laughs> it's mum life happens and, and the kids always take priority. So, you know, I, I definitely love working with people that um, have the same values as me. I love that you brought that up because I think that's so important as mothers and as business owners, almost developing that community of support around us, right? Especially around having the baby when, when you know, we're in that fourth trimester or, you know, business might be tough or we're in a pandemic, for goodness sakes. Like, I feel like that importance of having that community of people that just get it. It's just so valuable. It's 
so valuable. And again, like I love Instagram for building those connections. You can really just build this community of people. And I know they're not in person and nothing can ever replace that kind of physical presence. But just having someone who understands what you're going through is invaluable because there's nothing worse than feeling like you're totally alone. Yeah, 100%. That's the whole reason I started this podcast. It was at the start of the pandemic as well. And at that point, I was pregnant with Sam had a toddler, Spencer. Um, We moved interstate down here to New South Wales. And so I didn't have any of my friends around. And I went to a few mothers groups before the pandemic hit, but I found none of them were business owners. And I was like, I don't really just want to talk about my kids all day. Like there's more to me than just being a mom as well. Like it's a funny kind of experience. So I was like, oh, I will just start a podcast so I can connect because I feel like that's the power now, right? You can just connect with anybody no matter where they live. Absolutely. And I think it's cool too, as women in business, you know, we can connect with other people in our industry. Like we don't have to compete. We don't don't have to be like oh I can't talk to that person because we do the exact same thing or we offer the same service that person is actually going to be your best asset is just having an ally who's directly in your field um, to just talk to really yeah um so what does life look like now so now you've got a two-year-old is that right two-year-old and a six-year-old um how are you balancing them with work now what does that look like I have gotten a lot better at managing um, my personal life and my work life. Um, What that looks like is saying no to a lot of work and I'm okay with that. So I've gotten really specific with the types of clients that I I like to work with, the types of people who I know I can get um, the best results for. So given that my background is in interior design, I really love working with those types of clients. I do get quite a lot of offers for, for other kind of industries and types of work. And I do still take some of it on if, you know, like I said, if our values align or, you know, I'm really excited about the project, I will still take it on. But for the most part, I've gotten really good at, at figuring out how to politely say no and refer that work on to someone else who I know would do an amazing job at it. Um, so I say no to a lot of things. I'm also very strict about my my calendar as well. So I have a Calendly set up. So that's like an app that can schedule your appointments for you. I have my days blocked out that I know that I'm with the kids or that I have to um, you know, be available for school pickup. And I really do not <laughs> flex outside of those days at all. And people are quite respectful. You know, once I, once I set my boundaries, everybody everybody understands really for the most part. Yeah, that's great. I think having those clear expectations if for current clients as well, right? Because they know, oh, you're working these days, you're not working those days. So they know when to expect what from you. Yeah. And I was really bad at like double booking. You know, I, you know, I really love to invest in training and, and learning. I'm always trying to, you know, level up and learn something new because I just love learning. But I would, you know, have a training session booked in for 10 a.m. on a Thursday, but a client can only do 10 a.m. on a Thursday. So, you know, I would just kind of shuffle things around, but that just creates chaos chaos in my mind and I'm and then I'm never giving my best version to anybody so I try and be really strict with that now yeah that's good I think it's stressful as well when you have a hundred things going at once I know we do anyway because we're moms and we have everything else in our heads at the same time but yeah I think those strict boundaries definitely um, benefit you more. <laughs> totally. And then the other thing I really love to do is just like take a day off. Like even if you've got, if you are if you wake up and you're having one of those days where you're just like, ew, I don't want to move, just don't. Like you're the business owner, just reschedule meetings, you do what you need to do to just take a mental health day because why push through, why push feel, push through feeling like that? And so I've been, I've been a lot better at actually allowing myself to have those days and they're so good. <laughs> I just come back feeling so much better than next day so yeah that 
that's also a really good tip. Yeah, that's good. You know, it took me a long time to, well, I still struggle actually, but it took me a long time to give myself permission to do that because I've also heard even just recently a reminder that we didn't like create a business to create a job, right? So like we don't have a boss. We get to make up the rules. We get to choose what we do when. It's not just a job that we have to then be accountable to somebody. So, you know, if you want to take the day and just watch Netflix or I'm watching Succession at the moment, I can't seem to stop pressing play. <laughs> it's such a slow burn, but it's so good. But I mean, yeah, we're in, we're in charge of it. So, you know, it's funny, my my son, my six-year-old, he's, he's quite curious. He's a very curious boy and he asks me a lot of questions and, you know, he's been talking a lot about, you know, daddy's boss and that mummy doesn't have a boss. She's her own boss. And then one day we were, I think it was, he was, you know, wanting to do something and I was like, oh no, 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 like mummy's got to work today. I don't think we can, we can do that. And he's like, but aren't you the boss? Like, can't you just take the day off? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. I am the boss. I love kids. I just think they teach us so much. And that was a prime example of getting schooled by my six-year-old. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. He, he gets it already. I'd love to know like what they're going to grow up to be like our children being that they've been raised by entrepreneurs. Like I just wonder whether, I don't know. I wonder what they'll end up doing. Mm, probably something we can't even like fathom. Like the, the internet and technology will create roles for them that we were like, well, I don't get it. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? I don't, explain to me again what you do. <laughs> yeah. Help me log into this. Yeah. I can't understand what password is. That will be me for sure. Yes. And me. <laughs> so well, as we've chatted about, so most of our listeners are pregnant entrepreneurs. They're about to have their first baby. They're trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Would you leave us with some advice? So we talked a little bit about planning out social media and outsourcing some of the, our personal tasks. But um, from your experience, do you think that there is like an amount of time they should take off? Do you think there's a piece of advice that you could leave with them on what to expect, I guess? A lot of women that I know and that I talk to, and certainly um, I felt this as well well is that I felt a lot of shame around using daycare even though you know I had a very full workload and there was a beautiful daycare that my son had been to previously I really trusted them and I loved the carers I felt a lot of shame and guilt around accessing that service so my advice to women would be don't be afraid to access what's available to you. Um, you know, your baby will be fine. It, it is okay to use daycare, even when they're little, you know, they take them from six weeks old and that's okay. It's okay to use those services. Yeah. It's funny the things that we put upon ourselves for no reason, those feelings. We put Spencer and Sam both in daycare from about six months and I might've even been a little bit earlier with Spencer, but I remember very clearly the first time I dropped Spencer off and, and he seems so little in comparison to the other kids and also young I guess he's a big baby so he was probably quite big in size but quite young and I remember we Nick and I went and got a coffee after we dropped him off we're like okay we'll get a coffee we'll go back and get into work and as soon as we went to the coffee shop there was a mum there with her baby and oh my gosh it just sent me I was like oh, I'm a terrible mother like I just lost the plot feeling guilty but I think you're right it, it's so important to give ourselves permission to use what support we've got around us and to be okay with that and to realize that to be the best mum we can be we also need to be the best version of ourselves in other ways the best business owner the best friend that we need to give ourselves space in the other areas and we can't just be mumming all the time absolutely and I think you know when once you have a baby in a business and a house and a husband or a partner you come so far down that ladder of priorities I think it's really important we need to push ourselves back up to the top because you know even to this day I'm still learning how to do that I, I come so 
so far down the ladder, especially when the kids are sick. But, you know, it's really important to make time. All right. So where can we send people to find more about you, to connect with you? Where's the best place to send them? Yeah. So my uh, my website is www.maijunecreative.com.au or I'm on Instagram at maijunecreative. Yeah, I love it. And if there are any interior designers listening that need help with their social, we should send them your way. Absolutely. Yes. Interior design is my jam and um, so is social media. So I would love to chat to you and, and help you grow your business online. Perfect. And we'll put all the links in the show notes um, so that people can find you nice and easily. Perfect. Thank you so much. It's It's been really, really nice to chat to you. And that's a wrap on today's episode. I hope this is worth your time today. I know how busy you are, but if it spoke to you, if it inspired, encouraged or comforted you, I'd love to know. Drop me a DM on Instagram. You can find me over at Kylie Kelly. I'd love to hear from you. And I promise that's little old me in my inbox and I reply to every single message I get. Don't forget to head over to the website to grab any show notes or links that were mentioned. You can find that at www.thismamameansbusiness.com. Until next time, friends, from my mama heart to yours, I love you loads. And remember, we've got this shit. Bye for now. Bye.